the very qualities we render impossible. We laugh at honor, integrity, and truth, and are shocked when we find traitors in our midst. We remove the organ and demand the function. We castrate and then bid the geldings be fruitful. The movies and stories we love are gateways to see ourselves and God in new ways. We discover something essential about our hearts on the journey to understand our own story. Every great story borrows its power from a larger story, the story that's written on our hearts and woven into the fabric of our very being. Something inside has been awakened. I can no longer be who I was before. But if I am no longer who I was, who am I to be? Coming up. Balboa! Balboa, I want you, Balboa! I pity the fool! I is a wrecking machine! Now, it's time for Rocky to face the challenge of his life. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. It's time for new allies, new enemies, new dreams, new tears, new danger, new courage, new love, new excitement. It's time for Rocky Three, rated PG. Starts Friday. Check newspapers for a theater near you. Check newspapers. Check newspapers. I, do you remember checking newspapers for movies? For like, like when movies would come out, they yeah. they do an ad in the back, and then uh, the movie times, and and it all be right there. And, right. And, uh, I used to get my fantasy football stats from newspapers. Yeah. Welcome to the Men at the Movies podcast. Yeah. It's Paul McDonald and Britt Mooney. That's right. Reminiscing about the days of newspapers. Newspapers. By the way, don't go to the movies on Friday because it doesn't actually open this Friday. No, no. But I got one thing to say. Ready? Yeah. I got It's a total Beavis and Butthead moment. One of the best songs <laughs> ever. And rising and up. That's right, man. Dude, <laughs> and okay, so just a little trivia. That was the second song they picked. There was another song that they had before Eye of the Tiger, and they used that first song. Well, of course, if anyone had heard Eye of the Tiger, they would have picked that one over any song, right? I mean, yeah. like, it didn't matter the, what the other song would have been. But the other song was used in, at the end of Karate Kid. And it was the same director for Rocky and the Karate Kid. And he, he just used that original song that they had. The best around? You're the best. You're the best around. around. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Also, another awesome song that immediately takes you to the end of the uh, All Valley Conference tournament. That's or right. Under 18 right. karate. Point LaRusso. <laughs> it's an illegal kick, Daniel. It's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching Cobra Kai over here. Oh, yeah. I talked about Cobra Kai on my, uh, my author channel, my author Facebook the other day. Oh, really? For anybody who might want to listen to that, what's your uh, author Facebook, Britt? Uh, it's uh, M.B. Mooney. So just look up M.B. Mooney, search that out on Facebook. And I think it's forward slash Mooney M.B. I might have to change that soon, but but yeah, that's it. So we're back in our Rocky series. Uh, Rocky 3 came out in, when did this movie come? 1982. Wow. And it feels it, doesn't it? 
Oh, it's, it's, it's just got the 80s smell all over it. And you know what is amazing about this movie is... There's so much. There's so much that's amazing. But one of the things is, is that, <laughs> again, Sylvester Stallone, he made some bad movies, okay? In the 80s and the 90s. I mean, there's some movies that he made that were awful. But... He took how dare you? He took that transition (laughs) though. He took that transition from the 70s to the 80s, like the cult that cultural transition and made it work for the character of Rocky. Uh, and he just made it work all the way up to part four, where he even fights the Russians all by himself. Uh, I'm just gonna go to Moscow and kick all the Russians, but I mean, that's right, that's amazing. Uh, If I can change, if you can change, right, we all can change. So he just does a great job. This movie, though, (laughs) he does a great job with a different style, um, with a different tone, and and yet still retains that identity message that I think is it's definitely in the first three the, the message of identity. Um, that's that's in these Rocky movies is, is who are you and 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 all that stuff. It may feel very repetitive in some ways. I think it, it's like, oh, they're all the same, no. but they're really not. In the first one, you've got him. I don't know if I can do it. All I want to do is last 15 rounds. All I want to do is go the distance. Yep. That was his measure. And that was, you know, his fear. In the next one, it was about, sort of the power of his, the relationship with his wife, with Adrian. Yeah. And once she had his back, he came alive again. And this one, as you mentioned, it's, it's feels like the eighties. It looks like the eighties. And for whatever you might think about Sylvester Stallone, if you actually go back to the eighties and nineties and think about who he was, like you look at the first two movies and who the character of Rocky was in those almost a, uh, a, a guy who could barely put a, two sentences together, struggle doing the commercials. And now in this one, he's acting as a, he's very suave. He's smooth. He's a celebrity. No longer has that thick Philly accent. You know, his, his whole speaking has changed. And I just think that that, show some of his actual acting chops versus just being some bum off the streets. Well, yeah. And it also mirrors his career. I think it's really interesting how the Rocky movies, including Creed are really marks of Sylvester Stallone's career. Like it's almost like, Mm. I don't know whether he did it on purpose or not, but it's almost like he took a snapshot of where he was at that time Right. Because Rocky, the movie is about proving you're somebody when everyone, everyone thinks you're nobody. And that's just a bum. Right. And that's who Sylvester Stallone was. Right. When he went up to write the script and, and fought to get the movie made and fought to star in it. Like he was just trying to prove he, he could be there on, on that big stage. The second movie was just proof that, that the first wasn't a fluke. (laughs) <laughs> right and he and he did that even though i don't think the second one is as good of a movie but but still like the second one proved he wasn't a fluke and now he's a major action star and yeah. now he's successful now he's got cred now he's got blah 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 blah. so now he comes out with rocky three and oh by the way first blood first blood. also came out this year so as you're mentioning he's a bona fide him and Sylve- uh, and Arnold Schwarzenegger 
are the the action movie the action super guys, duper yeah. stars for yeah. the next decade easy if not 15 almost 20 yeah. years but uh, so uh, and then you get rocky four which is still in that sort of era but then rocky five was toward this sort of downturn he's a little older rocky's a little older and and even the rocky five we probably won't do that one. it's just not that good of a movie but but, <laughs> but again then he does rocky balboa which is like way later on and he's older and things have moved on and i just really think and of course the creed movies were almost like a resurgence of of sylvester stallone like he really starts to come back on the scene around that time there's the expendables there's all this other stuff that right. is now successful again uh, anyway, I, I just think the Rocky movies kind of seem to mirror his career. And, and, and I think like I've said, that's, it's the best acting he ever does is for Rocky. And, 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 well, I, and I do when think, you think of Sylvester Stallone, you think Rocky. Yeah. And maybe Rambo. As that original trailer said, <laughs> <laughs> he's sensitive. He's sensitive. He's dynamic. Man. He's been mentioned in the same breath as Al Pacino. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, Charlton Heston, <laughs> Sidney Poitier. Um, yeah, no, he, but uh, you know, he, that and Rambo are his two signature roles and, and, and they came out, you know, first blood and then there was yeah. Rocky four and then there was, you know, Rambo two, Rambo two uh, which was, Oh my God, what a huge movie. And so, yeah. so yeah, this was the peak of his career and you kind of see the struggle like, is it real? Like that, the theme of this movie is, is what you would struggle with if um, at, when you're at the top. I like how you mentioned it was Rocky's or uh, Sylvester Stallone's arc, but I think it also mirrors our arc as men. Yeah. Like in our early days, we are fighting. We are fighting to prove ourselves, to prove that we're not just a bum, that we're more than people think we are, that we're, we're trying to build our kingdom. And then the second one, you know, and, and the first one, you remember he loses, but he gains the love of his wife of the beauty. And so the second one then becomes the actual building of his kingdom where he succeeds and he's victorious and he accomplishes something, which tends to be in the thirties yeah. as a general stereotypical arc. And now he's arrived. He has a big house. He's got, He's, he's comfortable. He's living a comfortable life. And that hunger isn't quite there anymore. And then as we get to the other movies, it's more about passing on his wisdom to yeah. the younger generation about being that mentor about what, what is his legacy? What is family? When we talk about Creed, especially, I'm not sure I ever saw Rocky Balboa. Uh, I did see Rocky five. And as you said, that had some issues. Yeah, definitely. So we get to this one, it kicks off quick. You know, you've got the end of the fight and then there's a collage of first it's fights that where Rocky's defending the title that he just got off Apollo. Now he's in commercials and he's looking amazing. He's not struggling reading the dummy cards and the eye of the tiger's playing. And then as the, as the song goes along, you, it shifts to see Mr. T who plays he he's introduced in this movie. So this, it said introducing Mr. T. So this must've been his first movie, yep. but he plays Clubber Lang and Clubber is the one who has the eye of the tiger. He is 
focused. He's angry. He's determined. While while Rocky is polished, doing commercials, living the good life, he's on the Muppet Show, right? And you see Clubber just knocking people out, just slaying them, and becoming the number one contender. And that's all in the song, right? As you like to say, show don't tell. We see that Rocky's getting soft and Clubber, Mr. T is, is ready. He's eager. He's, he's the man that, that Rocky was in Rocky one. He wants it. Yep. And it reminded me of this quote and uh, Dan Carlin used it. He does um Hardcore history. He's a big history guy. Right. Uh, really interesting. If you like really long podcasts, give him, <laughs> give him a listen. But he used this quote from, it's reported to become, to come from Voltaire. History is filled with the sound of silken slippers going downstairs and wooden shoes going up. And in that he's referring to the argument that the fortunes of nations or civilizations or societies rise and fall based on the character of their people. And this character is heavily influenced by the material and moral condition of their society. And he also goes on to say that the idea was a staple of history writing from ancient Greece until it began to decline in popularity after the middle of the 20th century, end quote. And if you listen to his podcast at all, that's the big thing he does. He'll pull out stuff from journals. He'll be a quote, read the thing and end quote. (laughs) <laughs> and the boys and I would always laugh at it because his voice entirely changes when he's reading it and stuff. So, but that's what you see with Rocky. He's no longer living in the slums in Philadelphia. That's right. He is not even in a townhome apartment like they had in Rocky Two. He's got a mansion. He's got a swimming pool. He's got cars and Mickey's living with him and. He gives Polly a job because Polly thinks he's a waste and blames him for everything. But we'll talk about Polly here in a few minutes. Yeah. He's got the silk shoes going down the stairs because he's turning soft. He's not, he's not hungry. Whereas Clubber, he's got those wooden shoes on and he's coming charging up those steps. Yeah. I forget which one of the other podcasts we talked about this and it's important for all of us to realize that if ever we think the fight is over, we're believing a lie. The fight is never over. And, And we think that, especially as guys, we do this. We find, we try to find our identity in accomplishments or what we do and all this sort of stuff. But our identity has to go much deeper. Our, our, our real identity has to go much deeper than that. And the devil is just as on a Christian note, uh, the devil is fine deceiving us that the fight is done. Uh, but a lot of times, good job. You won. Way to go. Uh, and, and they, but for men, a lot of times we think, oh, well, we've achieved this thing. Now we can rest. Yeah. And, and it's something that I tell young people in premarital counseling. I'm like youth, especially men, and, but women too. I tell them mm. when you get married, the, the temptation is going to be, I, I hunted it. I killed it. I brought it home. I'm done. Like I can rest <laughs> now. And, but, and, and my mentor told me something that was very important. He said, whatever it took to get her is what it will take to keep her. 
Yep. And, 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 and he would, anytime he was at a wedding, he would write, keep courting. In other words, you're always courting. The courting isn't done. Like you courting your wife and wooing her doesn't stop when you get married. And, and that's, that's why marriages fail when they go, Oh, well, oh, we were so in love. It's like, you know, at some point you stopped wooing the other person. You stopped, right. you stopped trying to draw that person in. And it's the same way with a fight and the fights, the fight is never over. And, uh, and so, so here he is and he kind of comes to these realizations. I mean, he, he's even, you know, he, he even comes into the spectacle with Thunderlips, Hulk Hogan. Okay. So let's just go back just a second. So we got Mr. T Yes. And Hulk Hogan in this movie. Yes. Like very few people knew who Hulk Hogan was yet. Uh, he was he was kind of a wrestling star, but he was an up and coming wrestling star. And Mr. T was a nobody. And, 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 and as far as people knew. And so here you have Sylvester He's like the Stallone. Rock's grandfather. I mean, that's how big Hulk mania became oh, man. in the 80s. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Probably 90s and even 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> People love as long Hulk. as he can still walk and, and <laughs> kind of roll himself into the ring. Uh, yeah. After he's had so many surgeries, I mean, it's, it, he abused his body. <laughs> Mr. T, by the way, just a little trivia. He was like in like strongman, like brawling competitions. Like he made a name for himself as a bouncer and would go to these like bare fisted or something like just brawl competitions. Like, you know, and so he was a legitimate tough guy no no that's yeah. what it was a tough guy competitions they would have these things in the 80s called the tough guy competitions oh those were awesome and so he <laughs> like he won a couple of those things but all that to say is so even when he's doing a spectacle i mean his life has become this the spectacle and then he's kind of brought back to to earth uh, not well for lack of a better term uh with this challenge that happens and so uh, so yeah, the, the movie is, is pointing out and, and what a message to the eighties because Reagan gets elected and all of a sudden you have this yuppie capitalists. We're just going to make money. I mean, like, <laughs> like you have this other culture that starts, you know, rearing its head, the economy's doing better, the seventies, you know, recession right. is over and all that sort of stuff. And here Rocky, you know, Sylvester Stallone and Rocky is saying there's something deeper than success. There's something more important than success. And I think that speaks to what we've seen in our culture today. Whereas the eighties, it was, you know, very materialistic, very focused on, I think in a lot of ways, comfort, you know, you know, you got cable TV and, oh, you've got HBO now and yeah. all this stuff. You've got a pool, you've got all these comforts. And then as you go on and you move into the nineties and I think early two thousands, you've get convenience being the thing. And now we have Amazon where I don't even need to wait till tomorrow to get something. If I order enough books, I can get them by the end of the day. Like sure. I did that yesterday. It said, Hey, if you, you know, buy one more book and you can get it by tonight. Wow. It's like, I don't even want to read it. I just want it today. Cause that's the kind of immediate gratification person I am. But I think, I think nine eleven happened, and what we see in our culture is not only is our focus on comfort and convenience, but safety, safety and keeping people safe is the ultimate priority. It's the ultimate consideration, in the in a lot of ways, what people fight about. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's, oh, how can you even think that? That might be unsafe. Whereas there's a risk. I mean, there's an inherent risk in living. Right. You know, you leave the house. You you don't leave the house. You could have a tree fall on it. You could have any one of a number of things. And what we see in the movie, Rocky becomes mostly focused on protecting what he has and not losing it to the point where he no longer... And I don't even think he's consciously doing it. And as we'll talk about with, um, I think when we pull the clip with Mickey, he realizes that he hasn't been fighting the contenders. He's been fighting guys that he can beat so that he can, uh, what was it Mickey said? So that you can be healthy and you can win. Yeah. And so uh, let's kind of deal with the whole poly scene in the, fir- in the first few minutes. Yeah. And because let's I, go back to that one. I, I think that, that there is some really good stuff in there uh, because they show Rocky is successful. And then here they show, then the next thing they show is a family member who is very jealous and resentful about this. And he's overshadowed by Rocky. He feels that way. He feels like he's done all this stuff. He feels like he's been a fan. (laughs) He feels like all this stuff. And, and he feels like, where's my thing? Where, where's my success? Where's my, wealth or what have you. And, and so, so he's angry at Rocky (laughs) and it's actually pretty good writing because it, this does happen when you become successful, when, when, when you are actually, you actually start to be successful at the thing you're called to do. And, and you get to that place there, there are people in your life who knew you then who are going like, who does he think he is? Or who, who does she think she is? And, uh, and all of that. And, and so, well, it's, it's envy really. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know how much Rocky, I mean, I don't know how much Sylvester Stallone actually experienced that and put that in the movie, but I can, I can, I can, I can guess he did. Uh, so anyway, so so there's this poetic justice where he's he's angry at Rocky and he throws the the whiskey <laughs> bottle at at a video game. It's not a video game. It's pinball, pinball machine. Pinball machine. Yeah. And and then he's in jail. And who's who has to come bail him out? The one guy he's angry at has to come bail him yeah. out. And man, Rocky just and and he Polly goes to Rocky like you. You have been keeping me down. Yeah. And, and Rocky's like, I haven't been keeping you down like this. And it's just that jealousy and that, that, yeah. that thing that happens between people. And, and I'm telling you, man, success is a greater test of character than failure. Success mm. is a greater test of character than failure because we'll, when you fail, you can get up and try again. But when you're successful, what happens? You you start to let your guard down. You start to feel like you deserved it. You start to feel like it's harder as the movie is going to show. It's harder to stay hungry. It's harder to stay that person that actually became successful to work that hard to like you, you, you want to let your foot off the gas. And, uh, and so anyway, so that this, uh, that's, I kind of like that about this scene here in the beginning is you see Rocky, but, but again, it shows his character that one thing about Rocky hasn't changed is he's, he's still about family. He still cares about people. And it's kind of sort of that save the cat moment in the beginning where even though he's successful, he's still from the neighborhood. Uh, and he's still gonna give 
Polly a hard time and then give him a job. And like, all you had to do was ask. And you know, it's, it's exactly, he doesn't take any of the crap that Polly was just dishing at him. He still gives him a job because I think deep down, Polly just wanted to feel like part of the family. Yeah. You know, Adrian has left Polly now and now even Mickey's living with them. He's, and he's wondering where he fits in. He's saying, how do I matter? Yeah. You know, I thought it was funny when he's leaving the bar, the guy says, Hey, give Rocky my best. He's like, what have you ever given me your best? Yep. And just that, that sense of where's his, what's his role? Where is he, where does he fit in to this whole thing? And then the rest of the movie, I think he's sort of there for comic relief. Yeah, he is. Uh, but, <laughs> but the important thing to see here is that people want to feel dignified. Him just living in the house, getting a watch, being taken care of financially did not dignify him. Because he wasn't starving. I mean, it wasn't like Rocky was going to let him starve. But but at, to some degree, he didn't feel dignified. And how do people feel dignified? They, they have to feel like they have something to give. Not just, they, just that they take, but that they have something to give. And so, Polly wanted to feel a part of something. Like you said, he wanted what he did in life to matter. He wanted, to, yeah. he wanted it to 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 feel like he was, he had purpose. He, he could do something with his life that, that mattered. And, and, and I think it's important for us to realize that about people is that so often, you know, people may act on the outside, like, or they may even think that they just want to be, have stuff given to them. But the most dignifying thing we can do for people is to give them a job is to literally say, no, you're going to have to work. Like there's literally a scripture where Paul says, if someone's working, if someone is getting from the church and they're not working, stop giving to them. In other words, like, like it's undignified. It's actually goes against the God, not the God nature, but the God image that we've been given. It goes against that. It's undignified. You're hating that person to give them when they have, when they're able to work and they don't. Uh, and so, so, and that, that's why for us at Phoenix Roasters and, and for the church, we deal with a lot of addiction and, and broken people. And, and we call it the dignity of exchange. We, you know, we don't go into a place just to give, we go into a place and say, what can you do? What are you talented at? What, what are your skills? And we'll pay you for that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and, 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 and that gives people a sense of, of purpose and dignity. And so uh, anyway, uh, that's why that beginning part kind of, was important to me because I, I, it was just a quick scene, but I think it really showed something important in that relationship. Well, and I think relationship is the right word because that's what Paulie wanted was to be brought alongside, to be a partner, good to participate. Uh, as Patrick said uh, in, in one of our podcasts, I think it might've been city slickers. He said it, men like being side by side. Yep. You know, working together or doing things together and not just, you know, cause it, it, you know, Polly said, who put you guys together? You know, who could you and Adrian together? It's me. And what do I get out of it? The stupid watch. And he didn't want the watch. He wanted to be a part of their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people want is, is maybe less of what we think they want and more of just, Hey man, how you doing? Yeah. 
Yeah, and then and, and then he gets to fight Thunderlips, which I think is, I mean, you know, I know you don't have the clip, but there's just some really funny <laughs> moments uh, be, be, oh, yeah. because this is the third movie, and and the strength of a third movie is that you have to show the depth of relationship at that point because Mickey, especially and and Rocky, have been through a lot together, and you really see that that back and forth you see that depth of relationship even while they're just in the ring waiting for thunderlips who was you know hulk hogan which thunderlips is the dumbest name i have ever heard and but you know <laughs> but you know so he shows up and um and mickey goes nobody does this much for charity and and rocky <laughs> says bob hope would and mickey goes that's true and then and then when thunderlips comes walking up and he's you know seven feet tall or i don't know i'm not i don't know he's hulk hogan's like six eight or ten or something and uh, Mickey goes, you better call Bob Hope, you know, like, like, <laughs> right. Um, I love that. It, it, but you still see it's a, it's, it's kind of a gimmick scene, but, but the purpose of the scene is to show that, that Rocky is still at his heart, a fighter because when he is kind of beat up and he's thrown around and he's thrown out of the ring, like he's, he's like, no, take these gloves off of me. It's a street fight now, and I'm going back in. Yeah, uh, and so it showed that. So, so we get one scene, one sort of interaction where we see he's still about family. We see another scene interaction where take these gloves off. I'm going to kick this guy's butt. Yeah, I'm going to show him, uh, and I'm going to cut this. You know, chop him. And what does Mickey say? Chop him down or something. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, and uh, so anyway. It's, it's good. So then we move from that, and and again we see Clubber in the in the audience looking angry. Yeah. And then he goes to announce his retirement at the Philadelphia unveils the statue that actually exists. It does out by the, the museum of art there in Philly and they unveil it. And he says, Hey, I'm going to retire. And uh clubber shows up and he's yelling at him saying, you ducked me, you avoided me. You've been fighting bums, you know, and just like all along Rocky can take whatever you're going to dish at him. But as soon as you start directing some uh, some venom at, at Adrian, yeah. then the fighter really comes out and he wants a piece of him. And Mickey says, if you do this, you're doing it without me. Because Mickey knows, like I mentioned earlier, he says, my job has been to keep you winning and keep you healthy. And he's been doing that, which I think is actually a pretty good manager. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, the goals, the goal isn't to necessarily always risk, you know, Alabama starts the season not by playing their top opponents. They play some directional school uh, or, you know, the, the sisters of the poor, or, you know, they play some, a cupcake as they say, and because they want to work out the kinks. Yeah, they right. want to say, okay, where, what are we doing? Well, what do we need to work on? So when we play the tough competition, we'll be ready. And Mickey actually goes back to, I guess, Rocky's yeah. house because that's where he lives now. And he's packing up and he has this, this conversation of why he thinks that Rocky should not face uh, Clubber Lang. I said, why are you doing this? Because you can't win, Rock. This guy will kill you to death inside of three rounds. You're crazy. What else is new? He's just another fighter. No, he ain't just another fighter. This guy is a wrecking machine and he's hungry. Hell, you ain't been hungry since you won that belt. Oh, what are you talking about? I've had ten title defenses. That was easy. What do you mean easy? They was handpicked. Setups? Yeah, they were setups. 
They was good fighters, but they wasn't killers like this guy. He'll knock you into tomorrow, Rock. That is probably the worst, maybe not the worst thing, the most harmful thing Mickey could have told him. Right. You had I I defended my title ten times. And Mickey basically said, sorta. <laughs> well, you, you you know, Mickey says earlier or at some point he says he says that fight with Apollo should have killed you. Yeah. It's like, I don't yeah. know how you're still walking around. And, and, and so f- from Mickey's perspective, he's like, you have proven yourself as an amazing fighter. You took, yes. you went head to head against one of the best fighters ever and you won. And so, yeah, I'm just giving you good fighters. Like you don't have anything else to prove, but, but again, these movies, all of them, all of the Rocky movies, especially the first four, they are about two things. They are about his identity as a fighter, and they are about the fact that he's really only fighting himself. That in the end, the other guy isn't the real villain. It's himself that he's really got to fight. And so, 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 yeah, when he says you can't win, that's like the worst thing he could have said. Which, by the way, the Bible actually supports in Proverbs, right. it says, guard your heart, for from it flow the springs of life. Like, life comes from your heart. It comes from within. And so we have to guard it. We have to protect it. We have to fight for it. Yeah. So absolutely. that we can be the man that God created us to be. The biggest fight is, as you just said, as Rocky is experiencing in every movie, is the, the biggest fight is against the man in the mirror. To get deep, right? That's the new covenant. That's what Jesus came to do. Uh, he gave them laws. God gave them laws. He gave them land. He gave them all kind of stuff. But it was the heart that wasn't changed. The, the, their very nature wasn't changed. The new covenant didn't come just to forgive all over again, although that there's a deeper level of forgiveness, but Jesus in the new covenant, actually we are born again. We are born from heaven. We are born from God. And so it is the internal that really matters because Jesus said, it's not what, it's not what you take into your body. It's what comes out of it because it's your heart. That's evil. Because the challenge with so much of religion and church that I see is we focus on Jesus came to forgive our sins. Yeah, which he did. I mean, don't, I don't want to dismiss that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an important thing. It is, but it's part but of it. But there's so much more. Yes. In Ezekiel, he takes that heart of stone, mm-hmm. removes it, and gives us a heart of flesh. He changes our hearts. He gives us new life, new hope. Uh, not to go all Star Warsy. <laughs> for it, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> But there's so much more than simple forgiveness. Like we are internally transformed. Internal and eternally transformed. Yeah. And 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 we could not win that internal battle without the Holy Spirit, without the right. re- regeneration of our spirit. For actually the Bible says we die and are born again. Like like th- there is a resurrection that happens, a resurrected spirit from heaven. Uh, a spirit. Today, now, yeah. not 
not no, you know, right. in the year life to come. Now we are resurrected. That's right. Um, and, and so, and then the Bible talks about that inner struggle where it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. We, we, and, and we have the power to cast down imaginations. Like the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal, but they're powerful through God to cast down the thoughts that we have that are against take God them captive and taking them captive <laughs> and casting them down. And so our, our battle is in always internal. First, our behavior comes from our thoughts and feelings. So if we don't, if we don't master that, then, and, and, and our beliefs. And so our beliefs have to do with what we think and feel and then what we think and feel determines our actions. God does want to change our actions, but he knows if he doesn't, he can tell us what to do all day, but if he hasn't changed what we believe about what's true and what we think and what we feel, then then you can't even change behavior. And so, so yeah, so these movies are all about the Rocky fighting himself, Rocky, Rocky coming to a place of identity where, and, and each movie is a little different and how he gets there and what he has to figure out, but it's always about identity it's, it's universal. Everybody has to deal with this with identity and, and, and realizing I am my own worst enemy. I really have to fight myself. The real victory is winning against me. Right. It's all about the internals. Yeah. The externals are, they change, you know, as, as you've mentioned before, the things you struggled with a year ago, you're not worried about today. Yep. And the stuff you're worried about today will be past, you know, in the rear view mirror a year from now. But the heart is what the heart is the battlefield. You know, Jesus talked about it in the Sermon of the Mount. He heard, he said all these things. You've heard it said, you know, all these, all the things, the, the law and the prophets and the Pharisees and saying, do this, do That's this, right. do this. But I tell you exactly what comes in your heart, what comes out of your heart is yeah. most important. And you can't, and nothing's going to change without me. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, a dead guy doesn't can't do anything to become not dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know that's some deep medical knowledge there. <laughs> well, look, you're the medical expert. I'm just going to go with that. I, uh, medically, uh, I'm telling you that a dude who's dead uh, can do nothing to become undead on, on his own. <laughs> well, and, and to continue with the theme, M Mickey says it again, and, and it's, it keeps coming up. It's the main theme of, of what we're going to talk about. But, but Mickey, to, well, I forget how he says it, but he says the worst thing happened to you mm -hmm. that can happen to any fighter, and that's it. That is you became civilized. You got civilized. You got civilized. That was Mickey with a southern accent. And... <laughs> And, and, and I'm telling you, Rocky's response is, well, I can't retire now because why? Because now nothing's real. This bubble. So in the beginning of the my movie, legacy has been challenged. My legacy has been challenged. My identity has been challenged. Yes. My reality has been challenged because he lived in this bubble and, and the movie shows he lives in this bubble. He's in a mansion now and you know, he's got the limo. I mean, like it, it's showing us that he lives in this bubble. And now with one word from Mickey, you can't win. This guy is a killing machine and you can't beat this guy. His whole bubble is shattered. I mean, and that's a basic, a midlife crisis. Yeah. Because we get to this point and we look back and he's like, is anything that I did real? Does any of it matter? Is any of it true? And he, he's coming up with answers of nope, nope, nope. 
Yeah. Well, and well, there was some part of it that was, but not in the yeah. last few years. Right. Right. And so, so he convinces Mickey finally to train, just train yep. me. I'll do whatever you say. Sort of. But then the training <laughs> is, yeah, the training is a spectacle. The training is, you know, there's, there's a crowd and there's rock music and there's all this stuff. And what Mickey says is really important. At one point he says, we have to go back to the gym where there's like nobody. I forget exactly what he says, but he's like, we got to go back to where it's gritty and dirty and we got to go back there. And Rocky's like, oh, come on, man, let's go out in style. Yeah. He is still not thinking of like a fighter, even though that's his identity. He's got those silk shoes on. He's got the silk shoes on. And, 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 and there's this contrast through the training, that training oh, montage man. where they go back to Clubber Lang and he's got like bricks and, and two by fours. <laughs> and like, you know, like, like if, if you don't get the contrast, like you're an idiot, right? Like they're obviously yeah. showing you Clubber Lang is Rocky. And this is an important part of the movie is, again, what's the theme is that Rocky's going to have to fight himself. He's really fighting himself. And so the new fighter is a fighter like himself that you can't stand toe to toe with, which is why he needs Apollo later. Okay. Uh, but the, the new fighter is someone who's better than him at standing toe to toe. There's a new fighter that's even better than he is and is hungrier than he is. And so in order to beat this guy, Rocky has to go to another level. And so Rocky loses the first fight. I mean, spoiler alert, right? Um, <laughs> but um, but but that that whole part of it is 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 taking Rocky to the darkest point that he can get. Well, and he doesn't just lose the fight. Right. Because in the lead up to it, Mickey has a heart thing. He refuses to leave the locker room till Rocky comes back. Rocky gets just his butt handed to him because what I noticed, not just through the training, but even in the fight, he Rocky is distracted and unfocused. Yep. yep absolutely. Whereas Clubber Lang is entirely laser focused. Yep. One intention. Then when Rocky goes out to fight, Mickey's not there because, and Adrian stays with him, but all along, where's Rocky? Or where's Mick? Yeah. Where's Mick? I yeah. don't know what to do. He's too strong. I can't keep him off of me. Not only, you know, his distraction and, and the, the zoo-like atmosphere of his training didn't support him, but then when he's at that biggest fight, then he's he's he can't do it. He can't keep him off. The guy that he depended on most isn't there. Yeah. And he goes and he sits and, and Mickey dies. And he, Rocky feels like he killed him. Absolutely. Yeah. He feels that way. And, and again, just to go back just real quickly, Mickey says a couple things leading up to the fight that are important later. One is where he, he talks about how he should be training. I already said that part, but then the yeah. other part is where he says he's trying to train Rocky. He goes, this guy has never been 15 rounds. You got to tire him out. You can't stand toe to toe with him. You got to, you got to wear him down. You, you got to make him tired. And Rocky doesn't listen then um, because Rocky isn't in the place to listen. And, and so, yes, he, he loses his father figure and, and he loses the fight. And so this bubble that was shattered is now completely, it's gone. I mean, now everything is in question. He doesn't know. He doesn't know anything. It's the first time Rocky can't, when he's fighting Clover Lang, it's the first time he can't stand toe to toe. He's like, 
I can't, I can't get him off of me. I can't, I can't beat him. I, he's too strong. And, but then he goes back to the locker room and Mickey passes away. And, uh, but Mickey says something that's important. He says, I, I love you, kid. There's a little moment there where he tells, he tells Rocky, uh, you know, I love you. And as cheesy as the Rocky movies can be that moment where, Sylvester Stallone as Rocky just like screams in grief. Yeah. It's a pretty real moment. It's a pretty, I I don't know how he got there as an actor. I don't know what that process was for him, but that rips some vocal cords right there. It's a pretty real moment. I remember even being a kid, like, dang, that sucks. Like that's awful. (laughs) Like, um, so he's, he's now, he's now in the, his darkest place, you know? Yeah, and I, I I thought it was funny during the fight too. Apollo is a, a guest, yes, uh, good guest commentator, and he goes in and he tries to make nice with the fighters and and Clubber Lang's having nothing. He's like, "Who are you? You're an old washed up has been. Get out of my face, chump!" Yes. And Apollo goes over to to Rocky and says, "Beat this bum, would you?" And as he's sitting there, and and Rocky is obviously not going to win this fight. And Apollo's sitting there, and the look on his face is, how in the world did I ever lose to this guy? Well, yeah, and he totally, (laughs) yes, as a writer, bringing in Apollo in that moment was genius. That is the perfect thing. How so? Well, because you're going to bring him back later, right? I mean, you're going to bring him in later for a very important part of the story. But in that moment, first of all, Apollo's a great character, and- yeah, you got to bring him back. I mean, but but bringing him back within that within that fight, you establish that Apollo doesn't like Clubber. Now you establish that he's relating to Rocky because he lost to a guy who couldn't stand toe to toe with. Right mm-hmm. now he's relating to Rocky. Now so he's relating to Rocky. He has respect for Rocky. Remember this, like after oh, yeah. in those two movies you see that Apollo has some respect for this guy. Like he knows this guy is tough and, and, and you can't knock him out and blah, 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 blah. And so, so I, but, but you bring him in then, because if you had, if you hadn't done that, him coming in later in the scene later where he offers to, you know, train him and all that stuff um, that would have, that wouldn't have worked. I mean, you, you had to get this background of Apollo going, you know, he's, but, but he's not in the fight. See, Apollo's a fighter too. It's about his identity too. Apollo's yeah. a fighter too, but he's not fighting. He's just, he's in a suit and he's waving and he's a commentator. Like he's not really in the fight anymore. And so there's that longing his for His body's him. not in it, but his heart is. His, <laughs> like he was about to go after Clubber. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, was, like he was in a suit. And, and that's such an important part of Apollo's character too, is that he's a fighter. And, and that's, that's why you get the one of the most famous scenes at the end of any movie at the end of this movie. Uh, but, but he's a fighter too. And he can relate to, to Rocky in a new way and he can teach Rocky something new, but we can get to that. But, but, that, but it was so important to show Apollo's character right there because Apollo becomes a very important part of the movie. And I, just as a writer, I'm just sitting there watching it the other night going, this, this that was genius. I never noticed it before. It was genius. And so we've got this, uh, Rocky is, has lost his trainer, his father figure. He feels like he's lost his l- title. Well, he's lost his title, but he feels like he's lost his legacy. He's not who he was. He's not who he thought he was. Right. 
so who is he? He has this driving scene again where he's he's trying to figure it out. He throws his helmet at the statue. <laughs> he goes back to where it all started. That's right. To the gym. That's right. And Apollo comes out of the shadows with an interesting invitation. I don't need this no more. I, I don't want this no more. Look, man, when you beat me, I heard all over, and I didn't want to know from nothing or nobody, not even my kids. But hell, every fighter knows that hurt, and we get sick inside trying to live with it. So don't back off now. Make it right for yourself, or you'll be sorry you didn't. We held the greatest title in the whole world, babe. You lost that fight, Rock, for all the wrong reasons. You lost your edge. All right. I know your manager dying had you all messed up inside. But the truth is, you didn't look hungry. Now, when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger, man, the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe we could win it back together. Eye of the tiger, man. Why'd you have to come here? I have the plan. Get back, man. You got me curious. You got me curious. You've lost your edge. You had the eye of the tiger. But you lost it. And to me, when I was watching that, it reminded me of the verse in Revelation 2 where um, John is writing to the church in Ephesus. And it said, I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember where you have fallen. Repent and do what you did at first. And I think that's an interesting theme because we hadn't talked about this, but it goes back to that keep courting idea. And as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, there are times that we get tired, that we get taken out, where we lose our fight. And we're, we're sort of on our knees, and we're beaten down, we're weary, and we think, I don't need this no mo. Yeah. But we have to remember our first love. Remember where we started, and remember what we've been through. Remember... I think that's really important to remember where we started. Absolutely. You're, 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 you can never get away from the core of Christianity, the core of what it means to be a Christian, which is I have a relationship with God and without him, I am nothing. If you ever get away from that, now you can grow in faith and knowledge and gifts and you can grow in all kinds of stuff, but the core is always, it's always the same. That's all external, right? We're talking about it's the internals or what matters. Uh, the, the core, because it's the core that feeds all of that. And, yeah. and so, but uh, Apollo says some important things in that speech mm-hmm. to hit to Rocky. And, and again, he can relate to Rocky. He was the guy who lost the fight to someone hungrier, to someone younger, to someone, whatever, to the guy who was living in the slums. Like he lost, he, he knows exactly who Rocky is. And he's telling Rocky, I can help you beat this guy. And then there, but there's one line in there, I think it was, which was really important where he says, you lost the fight for all the wrong reasons. And, yes. and, and what, what Apollo was saying to a fighter from, from a fighter to a fighter, he's saying, look, it would be one thing if you lost and you gave it all you had and you could stand proud, but it's totally different when you lost it. Cause you were soft, when you lost it, cause you were afraid when you lost it, because you didn't want, you had stuff you didn't want to lose. You lost it cause you were distracted. And I mean, I, I I'm telling you that that is such a great 
principle for us to learn. Like it, if you're going to lose, lose for the right reasons. Don't yeah. lose for the wrong ones. Don't lose, don't lose your character because Rocky lost his character. He lost sight of his identity. He lost sight of his hunger. It would be different if the guy beat him and he was still hungry and worked hard or whatever. Like right. it, it would be a different story. But Apollo's like, look, man, I know what you're feeling. And, and that's such a great, that's such an important thing because Mickey could never have said that to Rocky. Mickey right. never won a championship and lost it. There's only one guy who could come to Rocky and go, me too. And, and this is why we have to have men in our lives who have had some experience, whether they're older or whether they're our age. But of course, when you're younger, they kind of have to be older. You know, they're going to have experience. <laughs> Everybody's older. Uh, but we have to have people in our lives that can look at us and go, you know what? Me too. I, I've been through that. And, and look, I, I got on the other side. You think the story's over. You think life is over. You think you're ready to quit. And I'm telling you, the story's not over. I've been through it. And, and we need those people. That's why we have the church. That's why we have community with men. And we keep coming back to it, right? And you talked about it with City Slickers, right? I mean, like it was such an important aspect of that movie, the community and the relationships that those guys had to support each other and listen to each other and be vulnerable with one another and go, this is what I feel. This is who I am. There's a quote that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Right. And this concept that Mickey could not have taken Rocky to where he needed to go. I'm not saying I'm glad Mickey died or anything, <laughs> anything like that, but Mickey had taken Rocky as far as he could go. And it was time for him to, to step aside as a teacher, as an instructor, as a trainer and uh, for Apollo to take him to that next level. And there are people in our lives. What got us here isn't enough to sustain us. Right. You've got to learn new skills. You've got to learn new strategies. You've got to new, learn new ways of, loving and forgiving and patience and perseverance and resilience because the strategies will change. Yeah. You know, as you mentioned, yeah, as we mentioned, the, the battle, the battle is always there and what worked yesterday may not work today. That's right. That's right. And, and, and we can't get so comfortable in what we learned yesterday that we don't continue learning. I think I mentioned it before, but you know, John Maxwell says all, all success is uphill and John Maxwell who is, you know, I don't know. He's like 90 and he's not 90, but he's like 70 years old or something. <laughs> he's like, I still read and learn. I'm still pushing myself to learn every day and, and do more and be more um, for others, not just for himself, but for others. And, and so here you have Apollo who says, and he, who's actually going to do what Mickey said he needed to do. You're, you can't go back to, the you beginning. can't, you go back to the beginning. You can't stand toe to toe with a guy and we're going to have to wear him down. That's the only way you're going to beat this guy. So he takes him to his trainer. He takes him to his neighborhood. He takes him to his, you know, his gym that he grew up in where he started. Where Rocky is no longer where comfortable. Rocky is no longer comfortable. <laughs> and, and uh, by the way, Polly is like the racist commentator for all of a sudden. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, dude, like, I don't like these people. Well, maybe they don't like you, you know, what did I do to them? Um, but, but, you know, he's trying to get, and he's, he's training Rocky with different methods than, than Mickey did, you know, puts him in the pool. He's got the different things. He's got different things that he, he can share and show. Um, and I, I just, it's, it really is the strength of the movie it, that, that 
that switch and that growth that happens in Rocky, if it had just been, he wins another fight, but that character growth that Rocky has to go through that leads him up to that conversation on the beach. But, but Rocky still isn't feeling it yet. Rocky still isn't there. I think the key piece of that was when they go to run on the beach and he looks and he's like, we got to run on the sand. Cause you got to have, you remember even, even, uh, Mickey said, we got to have, we got to be grease lightning, kid. Speed. You got to catch the chicken. Speed, greasy fast speed. <laughs> <laughs> but they run on the beach and he says, Mickey never had me do this. He can't get past the loss. He can't get past, yep. you know, whether it's, it's trying to keep his feet moving, whether it's swimming. I love that line. Can he swim with a name like rock? <laughs> right. <laughs> And so it gets to the point they're on the beach, they run and Rocky doesn't even finish the the sprint and he's looking out at the ocean and Adrian goes to talk to because Apollo's fed. He's like, what is it, man? What am I going to do? How am I, what are we going to do here? Uh, Apollo says something that it, again, it, the, his fighter identity is talking to Rocky's fighter identity. And he says there, because Rocky says, I'll do it tomorrow. And Apollo goes, yeah. there is no yes. tomorrow. If, if, if you're going to be a fighter, if you're going to be in the fight, the fight doesn't wait till tomorrow. The fight isn't going to wait for tomorrow. And, and there are so many things in the scripture that, that, that speak to this. We are to live in the moment and in eternity at the same time. You are not promised tomorrow. Like the Bible literally says this, like, uh, don't say I'm, you're going to do that tomorrow. You, you don't even know if you're going to be there. Your life is just a mist, a vapor. It's here today, gone Do tomorrow. what you can today. And I'm telling you, marriages can be saved. Careers can be saved by just that one idea that says, because I mean, you need to rest and there are some things you can leave to tomorrow, but, but talking to your wife when she's upset with you, don't put that off. You know, I mean, there's some things you don't put off, man. If you're going to fight for what's important for those priorities, don't wait till tomorrow. Don't think I can do this another time. Uh, and, and so I just love that line. There is no tomorrow. And then, then he has the conversation with, uh, with Adrian where, where the actress uh, earns her money for that movie. I want to ask you something important. And I want you to tell me the truth. What? Why'd you come here? Just don't want it no more. It's over because you want it to be over. I'm glad. I do. It's just, you've never quit anything since I've known you. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, how, what, what happened? How did everything that was so good get so bad? bad. Tell me what? I wrecked everything by not thinking for myself. I mean, why couldn't Mickey tell me where I was really at right from the start? He didn't have to carry me and lie to me and make me think I was better than I really was when I wasn't. He never lied. Those fights weren't right. They weren't, Adrian. I never fought anybody who was all in the prime. I was always some angle to hold on to the title longer than I should have had it. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? I understand, but you've got to understand that he loved you and that was his job, protecting you. Look, that protecting don't help nothing. It only makes things worse. You, you wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. You're really a loser. And so we wouldn't have had the title as long. So what? At least it would have been real, Adrian. Hey, you 
was real. Nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are. I don't believe in myself no more. Don't you understand? What if I don't believe? That's it. He's finished. It's over. That's it. That's not it. That is it. Why don't you tell me the truth? What are you putting me through, Adrian? You want to know the truth? The truth is I don't want to lose what I got. In the beginning, I didn't care about what happened to me. I go in a ring, I get busted up. I didn't care. But now there's you, there's the kid. I don't want to lose what I got. What do we have that can't be replaced? What? A house. We got cars. We got money. We got everything but the truth. What's the truth, damn it? I'm afraid, all right? You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? All right, I'm afraid. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. I'm afraid, too. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There is. For me, there is. Why, you're human, aren't you? Look, I don't know what I am. All I know is I'm a liar. And because of that, Mickey ain't here no more. You didn't push him into anything. He was a grown man, and he did what he had to do. And you have no right to feel guilty for what happened. You don't. You were a champion, and you did what you were expected to do. And you did what I and everybody else thought you should do. And you want to tell me that those fights weren't real, that you were carried? Well, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter what I believe, because you're the one that's got to carry that fear around inside you. Afraid that everybody's going to take things away. Afraid you're going to be remembered as a coward. That you're not a man anymore. Well, none of it's true. And it doesn't matter if I tell you. It doesn't matter because you're the one that's got to settle it. Get rid of it. Because when all the smoke has cleared and everyone's through chanting your name, it's just going to be us. And you can't live like this. We can't live like this going to bother you for the rest of your life. Look what it's doing to you now. Paula thinks you can do it. So do I. But you, you got to want to do it for the right reasons. Not for the guilt over Mickey. Not for the people. Not for the title. Not for money or me. But for you. Just you. Just you alone. And if I lose? And you lose. At least you lose with no excuses. No fear. And I know you can live with that. And I apologize because that was a super long clip. But I believe every one of us has had that conversation with our wives. <laughs> and if you haven't, you will. <laughs> right. And, and honestly, we could have done the whole podcast yeah. Based on this one, this may be our first podcast that actually goes longer than the movie. Was. <laughs> Maybe, but the, <laughs> but the reason why that's such a great scene is that it, it sums up the theme of the movie. Right. And, and I keep telling people this, but you know, every great story has an emotional core to it. Uh, what, what's the emotional theme? What's the, what, what's the universal emotional core to it? And man, I'm, I'm just telling you, Talia Shire, earned her bucks and, and and if you've got talia shire and mickey you know mickey or bridges meredith you got these guys you got to give them stuff to say i mean you got to give them a nice speech gotta let them cook uh, and and carl weathers by the way who i keep saying is underrated as an actor he's he so shines in these movies to me um the way he acts the way he responds and 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 man just just like you might be an average like let's say drummer or you might be an average bass player 
But when you get in the same room and you start jamming with the master, man, your game goes up. And I think that's, I kind of think that's what happens with Sylvester Stallone in these movies. He's got Talia Shire mm. and Burt Young and Burgess Meredith and you got all these guys <laughs> and I, his acting just, just goes through the roof. I mean, I, that might be the best he's ever acted is, is responding and reacting to Talia Shire there. All that to say is he says some important things where nothing nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are and that is right. again it's all about the internal and he says for the first time in my life i'm afraid i'm afraid of what i have to lose and she says look i don't whatever happens here you're not losing me and that a guy, that's what he needed to hear what he needed to hear was i don't care about the house i don't care about the cars what do we have that ma- what do we have that matters it's us when all this right. is over, it's going to be you and me. And, and, and that is so important to remember in conflict and in hard times is that, man, we can replace stuff. Uh, stuff doesn't matter, but these relationships matter. And, and so it's, it's so it's, such- it's a rich, rich scene. And it, that may be one of my favorite scenes from the whole series, from the whole movies, because it is so impactful. And that's why I felt like I I wanted the whole thing in there. And in a way, Rocky is mirroring Polly from earlier in the movie because he's looking at it and he's, he's basically saying he's feeling like all the previous fights were setups. Like they were handouts, like they were charity. Like he was just handed stuff. Good. And like Polly, he wanted to throw the watch down and storm off. And he's like, what is it? What's real? What's true? And his wife, Adrian, you know, Talia Shire, she was, man, she was just spot on, just giving it right back to him. And, she, and after the yes. clip, as he's realizing what he said, he says, how did you get so tough? And she said, I live with a fighter. That's right. Because she kept calling out who he was. That's right. You've never quit once. That's right. Yeah. So good. I've experienced this just this week where nothing actually in my life changed. Nothing in his life changed. Right. He was going to retire. He still had his house. He still had the the family. Nothing had changed. Okay. Maybe Mick wasn't there. (laughs) That had changed. But nothing internally with his closest sphere had changed. What had changed? is his perception of the external, his perception of the world. And that became like, like she said, what can, what, what can they take that can't be replaced? It's like, nobody's coming to take away our house. Nobody's coming to, you know, all this money that we've made, nothing's changing. Nothing is actually changed in our life, but you, you're the one who's changed and you're because you're listening to fear. Yep. The other night I had to go apologize to my wife. We got in a big fight. It, it started kind of it basically said, I wish I could say I wasn't scared about this thing happening. And it blew up and are we, we spent some time apart and I came to realize, I said, well, what I did wrong was I listened to the fear. Good. But the Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Right. And so I had to go and apologize and ask for forgiveness and say, I was listening to fear. I was not listening to love. Yep. And that's what 
in this scene, that's what, and, and leading up to it, that's what Rocky's been doing. He's been listening to the fear. And she says, you can do this. And if you lose, who cares? Who cares whether you win or lose? But go out, like, like Apollo had said, go out, lose for the right reasons. Right. Lose trying, lose focused, lose determined, lose, lose for love. Don't lose for fear. She says, I believe you can do it. Apollo thinks you can do it. Like she's like, uh, again, a guy wrote this scene, right? Like, what does he need to hear? <laughs> like she, she's telling yeah. him exactly what he needs to hear. Um, and then, by the way, like, just like happens in some of these movies, like now he can really train. Now he's really going to train. And now the switch comes now on. The, the, now the, yeah, the switch is flipped. And and one of the most unrealistic moments in movie history happens. And he beats. That's saying a lot in the it, Rocky it series. Is, <laughs> but he beats Apollo in a foot race. <laughs> I was even a kid going, Sylvester Stallone didn't beat that dude in a foot race. I'm sorry. Talk about getting handed things. <laughs> Talk about charity, right? Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, of course, you know, when you watch it, but the first time, maybe you don't think about it. I just remember even being a kid going, there's no way he beat that dude. There is no way Sylvester Stallone actually beat him in a, in a straight out foot race. Uh, but anyway, so he really trains and, but, but again, Rocky and Apollo are now developing this friendship and part of the, the strength of, of some of these great movies is the, is the community that our heroes find themselves in and, and they start to build around them. Rocky did it in the first movie. Uh, he doesn't do it as much in the second movie, although, although the community, the city, um, you know, they have that scene where the kids are following them. There's that. Uh, but in this movie, now he's adding, he loses Mickey, but he's adding Apollo and Apollo's trainer and those guys in the gym and they're cheering him on and they're supporting him. And so, so who he becomes, is not he doesn't become Apollo as a fighter, but what he uh -huh. becomes is a, is an amalgamation of himself and Apollo. He becomes Ooh, that's a good he, word. he becomes both, right? He becomes he doesn't completely lose himself. He just adds these extra skills, and because you still see him do some of his normal Rocky skills in the fight, but but then you also see him be Apollo when he needs to be Apollo, and it, and it's such a great. A lesson for us as men that that sometimes we get comfortable in what we've learned and and we do choose things that we know we can win we do choose battles we know we can win oh i can do that no problem but we don't push ourselves to learn something new and go to that next level whatever that is whatever that next season is in our lives that god wants us to learn because there's always a new season that we don't know i mm. I, I don't know what it's like to have a 16 year old I have a 15 year old, right. right? I mean, like there's another season I'm going to have to learn new things. Like this is life. And I'm not going to, you know, with them when my kids grow up and they move out, then we're going to have to learn how to deal with that. And, and with love and grace and all of those, the principles that are who we are. Um, but, but anyway, I, I just, I just love that part. I think what it takes, you think, what does it take to get to that level? There's, and I can't remember where the, the saying comes from, but the, the only reason that we change is when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. Right. And Rocky had reached that point. But what, 
I remember what I, I said earlier about the revelations too. He lost his first love. He's lost his edge. And how do we recover that? How do we get back to it? And, and Apollo said this. He's like, you got to remember where you came from. That's right. You got to remember what it took to get here. And through this process and, and, <laughs> and afterwards where he's beating Apollo in a foot race <laughs> and he's focused and he's hungry. And I love that word hunger. I, I love that term hungry. You want to want it because Jesus talked about yeah. it. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be filled. It's a promise. They shall be satisfied. It's a promise. He doesn't say you're going to win. That's right. But if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, and righteousness is one of those words that gets kind of spun up in in religiosity and church language, and it just means this being right and not like being correct, but, oh, that's what that's supposed to do. Oh, that's my function. Oh, that's where I'm supposed to. This is how God created me. That's right. And it's that renewal of our heart, of our internals, back to the correct, uh, what's the word? I'm looking direction. Like an alignment. Like we're aligned. Again yeah, back in alignment. With, yeah. with, with the design. And, 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 you know, righteousness has two different levels. Uh, and the first is always internal. Like you can't be outwardly righteous if you're not inwardly righteous. That's, you mentioned those scriptures earlier. He's like, you, you've heard people say, don't kill. I'm telling you, don't, don't murder. I'm saying don't hate because murder comes from hate. And righteousness comes from love. And justice, right? I mean, our, our justice too comes from love. Like these things, God's versions of them, right? They come from love. Like right. we can we can have morality and try to force people to do stuff or try to convince them or manipulate them. But real, true, the righteousness of Christ has to start internally. And that's a gift. Um, and it talks about we've been, our, our righteousness is filthy rags because it's not really coming from an, in, an internal reality that's real, that, that's, that's righteous. It's coming from our own manipulations and it's just another form of, of fear oftentimes. And so it has to be Christ's righteousness that works itself out uh, of us that had to be given to us as a gift. Um, so I, I love, I love the, the moment in the movie where, where Polly is redeemed. So Polly was probably was had the racist comments, but they couldn't just leave that. Even in the eighties, they couldn't leave the racist comments alone. <laughs> they, they had to, they had to show growth. And, and, and before they go out to the fight, Polly turns to Apollo and he says, you did good, Apollo. You, you did a good job. And I love that redemption arc. I, I love that Apollo gave him his shorts. I mean, there, 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 there's yep. just some really great moments there of redemption and growth that, that happened even before the fight that, that again, make you feel like, well, who, like, again, it's the theme. No matter what happens in the fight, he's there. The battle in the ring is secondary to yep. the battle for his good. heart. And so they go to the fight. I think this was the first time Rocky ever won the first round of the ones that you, we see sure. normally he kind of gets his butt handed to him and, and you know, he's showing off the speed and he's showing off the agility and he's showing off everything Apollo taught him. And in the first one, he went toe to toe and just took a beating. And the other part, I, I the, the line I wrote down was punches don't hurt if they don't land. Cause clubber was wailing away, but he was hitting air. Yeah. yeah. And that wouldn't last. And I, I'm pretty sure clubber won round two. I, I like the um, symmetry because in, in one of the Apollo fights, Rocky had thrown Apollo back in the corner to keep him yeah. there. And in this one, Clubber threw Rocky back into the corner to keep him there. And he was just 
He was beating on him. But at the end of, of round two, he's taken what he says is what you feel like his clubber's best. And then uh, one of the, the, I just think one of the best fighting trash talks uh, comes out. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. And man, I love that because it's, he's getting tired. He's getting tired. And he's like, come on, hit me harder. That's all you got. The whole world is watching. And that's all you got. And again, I'm not, I'm not equating clubber laying with the devil here. But I think when we, we, when we talk about fighting from strength, when we talk about fighting from victory, we know we're going to get punched. We know we're going to get hit. Uh, in this life, you will have trouble. Right. You'll have tribulation. If the world hated me, Jesus said, it's going to hate you too. But he also said, take heart. And so we have to remember in those moments where we're taking the punches, but he's like, it's strategy, it's strategy. He's getting tired. Yeah. And even Clubber's trainer is like, don't take him out. You're the champ. But he's, Clubber's not acting like the champ. He's acting like the contender. He's still, he's trying to use the same strategy that got him there. Yep. Whereas Rocky now, he has both the hunger and the, the knowledge that comes from wi the wisdom. He has the wisdom that will end up defeating Clubber Lang. Yeah, he... Again, he's a combination now of Apollo and Rocky, and 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 he's Rocky again. Like there's a Rocky moment where he's like, "Oh, I can take that punch." Like when, when he lost, saying, "I can't take these punches." Like there, he's right. there's too much. It ain't so bad. And, and now now he's like, "Oh, I, I can do this." Uh, you know, because he's been trained with a different mentality. He's got that hunger again. He's, he's got, he's back into his identity as a fighter and he's a rock again. He's, he's the guy who can take a punch, um, which they kind of go into in the fourth one about, you know, there's brain damage that happens, but uh, <laughs> so, but all that to say is, uh, you know, he, he goes back into his, his identity and, and, and he is coming into his own, as a hero and that's what you want in, in your hero in the story. And, and, you know, uh, Apollo's like, Oh, he's, you know, he's getting killed or whatever. I forget the line, but you know, Polly goes, he's no, he's not getting killed. He's getting mad. Like, like, like <laughs> the fighter yeah. in him is, is, is coming back. The fighter is back. And, and, yeah. and once that happens, look out, like once the fighter comes out and, and this is what I, I tell people, uh, you know, I, this doesn't seem like it, it, connects, but just stay with me for just a second. Uh, like the worst thing you can do, if you're the world and you want to get rid of Christianity, the worst thing you can do is try to kill it because you can't kill it, but they do all the time. They try to like limit it or get rid of the Bible or uh, the, the, the more that any culture tries to get rid of Christianity, the more the spirit within us fights back. The spirit within us is like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm a warrior, but it's, 
God fighting now. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Lord is a warrior. You're picking mighty is his name or something like that. Uh, You're picking a fight with God. You, You think it's people that are spreading Christianity, but you're, when you really start to go after God's people, you're really picking a fight with God. And just, that's just an analogy I'm using to, to, to see what's happening in this, in this movie is, is that the fighter is in Rocky is, is happening. And, 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 and it's just, it's, you know, he wins. Woo-hoo. And then, then you get, Oh, is there, is there a clip at the end? I don't have a clip, oh. but there's a, there, before we get to the very end, he wins the fight. And I think the, the, the takeaway, the thing that I took away from this is we go through the battles to get our heart back because at the end of the fight, Good. you remember the first two fights, he is exhausted. He is beaten to a pulp. And at the end of the fight, I can't remember who asked him, but he's like, hey, you all right? And he says, never better. At the end of the battle, when he has his heart back, when he's fighting from strength and victory and who he was, when he's fighting not from fear, but from love, he's never better. I, I love that. Uh, and and I, I noticed that too, is he doesn't have like the gruesome makeup that he did at the end of Rocky <laughs> two, like at the end of Rocky two, I'm like, that's just a mask, man. It's just so gruesome. Uh, yeah. but yeah, he doesn't look like that. And, uh, because he, again, he wasn't standing toe to toe with the guy. There was a por- point where he was, but where he took the punches, but, but, you know, he, he mixed in some of Apollo's strategy that helped him. And again, do what he, it took Mickey to do it. I mean, it took Apollo, I'm sorry, to do what Mickey told him to do. Don't stand toe-to-toe with him. He can't stand, this guy will kill you. He's a wrecking yeah. machine. He's a wrecking machine or whatever. He's a wrecking machine. <laughs> He'll kill you to death. And, and, and then, and, and then he says, you got to wear him out. You got to tire him out. And that's, yeah. that's what he, that's what he's, he ends up doing. So Mickey is there with him in a way, uh, even though he's not there physically, Mickey is there with him. And, and so Rocky learns that a little bit too, even though he, they don't say it outright but that's another thing rocky learns and then you have one of the most classic ends to a movie mm-hmm. be- because all the other movies just end the, the the fight is over right and i think rocky four does too it just the fight is over and it just ends but this is the only one where they have this little extra scene and it's one of the most classic scenes because all along apollo is like when this is over i have a favor and, and rocky what favor and so he, they show up and he's like, this is very, very irregular. <laughs> and they fight because Apollo wants to know. He's like, we fought twice. And you bought me and you beat me by one second, one second. That's very hard for a man, my talent to, to handle. So he wants a rematch, but not with the world. This is a rematch between, between brothers by this point. Yeah. Between two guys who have achieved, who have become, who have become righteous and they want to fight for the joy of being who they are. They want to exactly. fight out of the joy of their, their fighters. And they just not for hate, not for animosity, not for even who's better than who, but just for the joy of the battle. Yeah, man. Here's why this scene is one of the best ending scenes in movie history. What did Rocky have to learn is that you're always fighting. If you're a fighter, you're always fighting. I don't care if you're in the middle of a ring or not. You're always training. You're always fighting. And so what is the last scene? The last scene isn't we won and that was the goal. The goal for Rocky is that he's always a fighter. 
And, yeah. and so what you, and you are, we are being shown that even after the fight, he's still fighting. He's still, even if it's just fun with him and, uh, and Apollo, you know, they, they don't end with, oh, he's back to the limos and he's back to the mansion and he's back. To, they, they end with going back to the, where they began together. No now they're going there is. together. Yeah. Now they're, now they're there together, reminding each other. And that's what we need as men. We need men to go, let's go back to where it began. Let, let, and re, that remind us who we are and that that'll wrestle with us a little bit and, but not out of competition, but out of love and, and, and encourage yeah. us and push us. And um, it, it's, it's so beautiful to me. I, I really, I know I use the word beautiful about two guys in like their underwear about to hit each other. But, um, but I mean that in, in just the relational aspect of it and, and the, and the identity that he realizes he had, uh, which, which they actually do build on in Rocky four. Like when we do Rocky four, you'll see a different sort of growth that Rocky has to ha- have. Um, but, but I, I just, I just love the ending. It's amazing. This has been Britt Mooney and Paul McDonald talking about Rocky three. We'll be talking Rocky four sometime, sometime, sometime it's in the wheelhouse. We just don't know when it's going to pop out when it's going to give birth. It's cooking. The bun's not done yet though. That's right. So I hope you join us next time here on the men at the movies podcast.